You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 150, featuring Tony Entreri, Director of Operations and co-founder of Rally North America. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today we speak with Rally North America co-founder Tony Entreri. In this episode, Tony shares some news on his personal vehicle fleet, from a Fiat 124 Spider to a new Mach 1 on order with Ford. Tony will also give a full rundown on what enthusiasts can anticipate for the 2021 Rally North America season, including announcing the benefactor of this year's charitable organization. It's time to pack for some road trip fun. So, let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. As always, it is great to have you back with us again on this week's Audio Road Trip. Remember that this is your podcast. Together, it's all about car community and car culture. As you heard, we'll be talking with Tony and Trey today, and you may remember Tony from episodes 58 and 73, respectively, of the Cars of Carlisle Network. And Tony is co-founder of Rally North America, which is a scavenger hunt type automotive multi-state road rally event that happens every year and raises all kinds of uh, awareness and money for worthy causes. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, they have raised nearly $1.5 million. Uh, Just a great group of people and and what what they do. So in this interview today, Tony's going to be talking a little bit about some new cars uh, that he's looking at and, and are in his stable. Uh, a personal trip he's going to be taking all the way across the United States in his vintage, beautiful 70 Mach 1. And he'll talk a little bit about some of the things that are happening with the Rally North America season this year. The Spring Drives event, uh, the Summer Rally going into uh, across the border into Canada, if all goes well with uh, the current situation. And just a lot of uh, the great happenings with Rally North America. So before we go to the phone and talk with Tony, let's get into this week's trivia question. In this episode, as I mentioned, you're going to hear about uh, an upcoming cross-country road trip that Tony's planning to make in his 70 Mach 1. In 1928, the Lincoln Highway was went through a realignment, if you will, and it then was redirected and passed through the northern tip of West Virginia. After that point, so we're in the late 20s, 1928, 19, you know, going to the early 30s, if a traveler were to start at one coast and then drive all the way to the opposite coast, how many U.S. states would they pass through? That answer at the end of this episode. So without further ado, it's time to hang out with Tony. Hello, Cubers, and this is Darren. I am on the phone from Studio A tonight with Tony and Trey. Tony, thanks for taking some time out of your Thursday evening to talk with us. Well, thank you for having me. Well, we have. Uh, I know that uh, with Rally North America, um, things have been uh, 
a little bit, uh, the planning has been challenging and, and with the pandemic and everything, but I know you've got some exciting things both personally and, and uh, with, the, with the rally coming up this year. And I was going back through the records and Tony was actually a guest on the show. Uh, we had done some Rally North America discussions back during episode 58 as well as episode 73 of Cars of Carlisle. Maybe we could just kind of reintroduce what Rally North America is, how long you've had it in play, uh, the fact that it is a scavenger hunt with vehicles over multiple days. Maybe just give a little bit of background for some of the newer listeners of, of what Rally North America is all about. Okay. Well, Rally North America was established in 2010. Uh, there's a group of us that felt that we could do something a little bit different with our vehicles because we're all car people. Um, but we wanted to, instead of maybe going to just the car show here and there, we wanted to, to drive these things long distances across countries multiple days. Uh, we did a Route 66 rally in 2010. And at that point, we had Actually, we had cars from the West Coast and East Coast, and we all met in Amarillo. Um, I had roughly 50-ish cars combined from the East and West Coast. Um, the other common thing that we wanted to run in these events was to, to have a charitable benefactor to go out and actually raise money for someone and, and, and try to do some good with this thing. Um, all of these events are, are on a scavenger format. Um, and our first year with 50 cars, I think we raised a little around $8,000 for that event. And that was for a breast cancer research charity based out of Ohio. Um, that went off pretty well. And uh, we just started doing this each year. And as we did it, the, the, the days got a little bit longer. We started stopping at places that had scenic value or historic value. Um, we started to gear these things away from any interstates that are almost all back roads. Mm-hmm. Um, and the charity, the number, the amount of dollars that we raised for each charity each year increased. So, like 2011, we did like 17,000. The next year, it went up to 50. And um, we got all the way up to, to where we are. And our last event was 2019. And at a total, we spent a little over $1.5 million. Unreal. In direct donations raised for charity. It's amazing. Um, we visited almost every state in the country at one point or another. We've also been into Canada. Um, we've had events up into Alaska. Um, and, uh, and we've almost got our events now where we can completely just stay off the interstate. So we're on back roads. Um, we're seeing the country in the way it was. Some of these places go back two, three 300 years old. Um, like you were along last year going up in New England. And, mm-hmm. uh, we tried to, to gear you towards some places that, that maybe you weren't aware of or there. Um, but that's that's kind of where we've come in and where we're at now. Uh, of course, you kind of alluded to this last year. Everything just stopped. And that's, of course, for everybody. <laughs> right. I mean, it'd be impossible to run one of our events during COVID. So we just kind of put everything, all our 2020 plans have been moved into 2021. That's that's the wise thing to do, and and I participated with my vet in uh, July of 2019, and I can I can definitely say if uh, you haven't uh, heard or looked into it, you really ought to. It's uh, it's an amazing thing. How are you with? Um, well, let's talk. There 
several things that you're, you're focused on for this year. You first talked about you've got a spring drive coming up. Maybe we talk about the spring drives event in May, and then we kind of go chronologically into the summer. And uh, Let's start there, Tony. Okay, so we have two styles of events. We have what we call a drives event, uh, and then we have our, our summer rally. So we'll, since we're going to chrono- chronologically, our, our drives event, this will be our fourth drives event. The dates are May 23rd through the 26th. And that's 2021. Our drives events, we actually, it's more like a guided tour. So we still have the scenery, we still have the history there, but these teams know each place we're going to go along the way. Uh, we stay at a little more upscale properties. Uh, we make sure they get a, a nice breakfast to sit down breakfast as a group each year, um, each day, and then each evening. So there's, there's meals in the morning, meals in the evening. And then we also put a some sort of automotive uh, track in there. So for our spring event, we've got uh, Summit Point Motorsports Park. Uh, we're going to do laps there. We've got the North Carolina Center for Automotive Research, which is basically a, a test track. That's at the end of it. Uh, and then sandwiched in between it, we have a drag strip as well as, and this is one of the more fun places for me to go, it's going to do a speedway. Mm. Which is a it's a half mile tank oval, <laughs> which so for and I can tell I know a lot of folks look at NASCAR and think all oh, that's you know all I got to do is turn left. I can tell you <laughs> that a half mile tank <laughs> oval at speed uh, presents a lot of challenges, and um, I, I have a lot of folks that go into stuff that love road courses, um, but they also love this little track. It's a lot of fun to be there, and it's very. It's a unique experience to be able to go out and kind of test your fortitude on that track. Sure. Um, but that's not something there. And then along the way, we've got stops. So these our drives events, they're planned out for you. You know where you're going to go. We, we walk you. There's always, we split the group. We take, only take 25 cars. So that's one thing. We limit the size of it. We split the group in half. Uh, and we, we're going to take you to places like Skyline Cavern. Uh, we've got Kingyard or King Family Vineyards, which is a really nice place to go. Um, we've got uh, Blue Ridge Parkway on there. Uh, we've got a, a Saint Asylum, a tour of Saint Asylum oh, wow. on there. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of old railroad depots. So there's nice places to see along the way, but you're well fed. Uh, you're not, unlike our scavengers, you're not lost. You know where you're going to go. And, and we we do this all along the some of the best driving roads along the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So that's our drives event, which is, and I've done, you know, our scout runs for 10 years, and we've done four of these drives events. Um, as an organizer, the drives events are much easier for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that everything's laid out, it's planned, everybody kind of knows what's right. going on. Right. Um, so, but they are nice events. The properties we stay at are, you know, three and four star properties. Mm-hmm. Um, they treat you well. Um, everybody has a blast with these things. So that's, that's coming up in May. Then our summer event, which is, and this one's sold out, although um, we do we do have a standby list, and I tell people each year to get on the standby list because we end up taking summers between 10 and 15 teams off that standby list. Well, I, that's how I was able to get in, and uh, so well, I can well, yeah. I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now that we take 85 teams, so when you have 85 
cars entered. That means you probably have about 150 people. And they signed up, these folks signed up, a lot of them in, in 2019, right? Okay. So the chances of their plans are going to change for more than a few of them are pretty good. Um, currently, our plans are to start in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, work our way up to Thunder Bay, uh, which is Ontario, Canada, and that may change. Although we do have a an upper Wisconsin, upper peninsula Michigan route plan in case the Canada stuff falls through. Um, but over from Thunder Bay down to Sault Ste. Marie, and then from Sault Ste. Marie into Bay City, and then from Bay City, Michigan into Holland, Michigan. Wow. Uh, on that, as far as we have Rock Falls Raceway running for the first night, and that's uh, a quarter mile drag strip. It just got, uh, they took, they actually did something pretty bright. Uh, they took COVID as a cue that, hey, you know, it would be the best time to completely rebuild all our facilities mm. and repave our track would be during this. And so that's yep. what they did. Very so smart. it's a brand new facility, brand new grandstands, brand new time station, brand new everything. Um, and then we also picked up a track at the end called Ginger Man, which is up in Michigan. Um, that's a two-mile road course, and we've got that rented for two hours. Nice. Now, as far as the places that we're going to see along the scavenger hunt uh, or along the rally, I can't tell you because, as right. you know, Darren, it's a, it's a secret. Yep. Um, I can tell you there are there are 43 different checkpoints of interest. So 43 mm. places that teams will need to identify and navigate their own route to along the way in order to compete in the scavenger hunt. Nice. And as you also know, you don't need to really compete in the scavenger hunt. You kind of, I always tell our teams, hey, it's your day. This is basically, for a lot of them, it's your vacation. It's right. Yeah. Um, if we, and yeah, we give you a route card and we'll put things on there. And I, we try to get a wide variety of things that would maybe appeal to different people. And some folks will look at a route card in the day and say, I'm not really interested in this or this, but I do want to see this and this. And they'll just kind of beeline to those two things. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like when uh, last year we were at, uh, we had the Vanderbilt Mansion and then the Roosevelt Presidential Museum and Household. And we had a couple of teams that did all three because that's that was their only thing they were interested in. Sure. Right. Um, my daughter, who went with me last year, has seen you know all the movies with Frank with FDR in them. And, you know, she saw the King's Speech, and, uh, and I can't remember the one with Bill Murray in it, but she saw all those movies. So for her to see FDR's home sure. was a real treat, right? So her and I ended up spending a couple hours in that, you know, in that in FDR's home, um, which was, yeah, and that's, we spent some time there. Uh, we spent some time at the winery down the road, which was kind of neat. Um but that's that's kind of what teams do. So you get to pick and choose. But hopefully we we pick some good things. We're going to take a quick break. We're only going to be gone for just about sixty seconds. Right now, we would like to proudly mention our official OEM sponsor, Porsche Mechanicsburg. In the market for a Macan, Cayenne, seven eighteen or nine eleven, Porsche Mechanicsburg will match you with the perfect vehicle from their extensive inventory of pre-owned and new models. When it comes to service on these magnificent machines, 
Their record of quality workmanship is unmatched with a staff of mechanics whose prowess in all facets of Porsche engineering is world-class. These are all time-tested trademarks that have been part of the Faulkner Auto Group since 1932. 2021 will witness an expansion of their sales and service excellence with the now-completed new state-of-the-art Porsche Center. Located at 6625 Carlisle Pike, Porsche Mechanicsburg is the destination when ready to make that dream a reality parked in your driveway. On behalf of the Cars of Carlisle crew, we would like to thank our friends at Porsche Mechanicsburg for the ongoing support of this program. Let's resume our interview with Tony and Trey. Yeah, well, you guys always, there's so much thought and effort that goes into that. I, I know that you even do, I, I remember being at your, at your home office um, for one of the interviews, you had shown me how you'd use, of course, uh, Google Maps, and you can get uh, road level views of what it's like. And, and you're, I mean, you put countless hours into all the, the meticulous planning of every little detail. Well, thanks. I mean, that's kind of the goal is to, if I plan a good enough route that, that all the participants are going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it always is, they always get shocked when I tell them, you know, that was kind of like plan C for this day. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things that, that you want to do and only so many things work out. So, and this last, well, we have planned for 2021, which is a carryover from 2020, uh, is actually a really decent, we're going to, our finish line is in Holland, Michigan. Okay. And a lot of people have never heard of Holland, Michigan. I don't know if you have or haven't. Isn't it with the tulips? Yeah, it's, it's Holland, but it's like the American Holland. Yeah. So they have a yeah. they have a, a windmill from Holland there. They've got the the locks and the bridges, and they have a section of town that's set up like Holland. Um, we're actually we've got uh, and they have a park there with the windmill and the tulips and all that in it. And we have that park closed for about an hour and a half so our cars can do a parade lap through there. Oh, wow. And out. So, that's so cool. Um, but that's kind of, you know, we have a lot of things like that planned for this. I've had so much time to plan this thing. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so it, we've, we've added a lot of stuff to it. I think it's that the teams that go are going to really enjoy, you know, where they're, what they're going to see and, and what parts of the country they're going to see. Yeah, you do. So, I mean, another thing our teams know is uh, the Lingenfelter. Uh, you heard of Lingenfelter Corvette. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We've got uh, a private showing <clears throat> in their museum. Oh, so nice. they've opened up. Uh, when they heard we were doing this for a charity, uh, they said, you know what? Yeah, we'll let you in. Come on in. So we've got two hours at that, at their uh, performance museum. And there's a lot of one-only cars in that museum. So that's also on our agenda. But that's, you know, there's a couple of stops. But that those are indicative of what the things are going to happen yeah. each day. Yeah. Credit to you and Scott for putting on, I mean, it's always a world-class event. And I I can say that because I, I've, I've done it. And it's never disappointing for anyone. Uh, and then just the following and, and the, the family, the community that you have through RNA, um, Rally North America, it just vehement you know everyone's so loyal to it and, and friendships that have been kindled for years and years and uh yeah it's a really fortunate thing we have a we have a nice time i think each night in the parking lot typically or um you know whatever the downtown establishments are um you know we typically go to these smaller um secondary cities in america mm-hmm. like you won't see us in a 
a New York City or a DC. We're in right. these uh, second, you know, like in Ithaca. Like Erie, it's Pennsylvania. Like perfect, yeah. It's a perfect size for our group. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we bring 160 people into town, they're all coming in around the, the same time. Uh, whatever restaurants are close to the hotel, they're going to have a good evening. And we're going to have a good evening because there's going to be, you know, 20 or 30 of us in there having a good time. So, and, and it is like a big family. It is a big group. You know, mm-hmm. if you've ever gone once, you're in the family. Yep. And you're always welcome back. Yep. And that's really, I like how you've done that. And it, it does have that. There's a, a high degree of inclusivity to that point. You're, you're right about that. Well, did you want to elaborate on the, uh, the uh, charity and, and um, again, how it, it, it rotates each time and, and this year's and uh, you're just, you're working to researching them and that type of thing? Right. So, yeah, our charity this year is Race to Race the Mass, which has a really neat name to it because it sounds like it's car related, but <laughs> right. it was actually start, it was started by a group of skiers. And they had a ski race, and they wanted that to benefit a charity. So they, they established this race to a race that mass charity. Um, Scott, myself, the other organizer, we spend a lot of time researching charities to find uh, someone, uh, find a charity that does what it says it's going to do with its money, and, and we go through all the accounting records to make sure that they do indeed spend the money where they're supposed to spend it. Um, these folks, for 91 cents of a dollar, is going directly to fund research to find a cure for multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2009. Wow. So obviously this charity's kind of near and dear to my heart. Sure. Now, they've made a lot of progress over the years as far as medications. And, and luckily for us, those medications have been effective for her. Although it would be nice for her not to have to take it. And, you know, there's other people... MS is a disease that's different within the community. So some people have it, and it's aggressive, and uh, you know it gets progressively worse over a short period of time. And other people, through the medication, if they don't tolerate it, almost to the point of where you know it's you know it's there, but it's not really affecting your day to day. You know, a charity like this, looking for a cure for it, or researching different medications that are going to make it tolerable, maybe for everybody. Um, so that you don't have people that end up in wheelchairs and you don't end up people that, that lose their eyesight. That's kind of the goal of this charity. And uh, so that's that's who we're supporting this year. No, that's excellent. And like you said, the fact that uh, you you have a, a direct tie to that, all the all the more special. Oh, that's great. Right, it was, obviously, I'm going to... And we work with different charities every year. We oh, try right. to spread around. We work with MS Charities three different times since we've established this and we'll come back to MS again. Um, hopefully, I mean, someday I'd like to be able to say we don't need to go back to MS because there's a cure for it. That's right. But the only way they're going to find a cure for it is to fund research. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like this, everyone looks at this COVID vaccine as a miracle. Well, if you throw a trillion dollars at something, the miracles tend to happen. And no, we're not going to raise a trillion dollars with our event, but we're going to do what we can do. That's right. And, you know, that's the idea. The the more money you throw research, the the more researchers can uh, come up with things that either work or don't work. And if it doesn't work, they eliminate that path and Mm -hmm. and go down another. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I, I, 
it would be awesome if you know ten years from now you didn't have to raise money for to find a cure for multiple sclerosis. That's kind of the end goal. Yeah, I hear you. So that's that's and these like so we we research their the financials out there. Their charity navigator writes this charity as a four star charity. They do a really good job with what they do. They allocate the funds correctly. So it was a and they had race in their name, which we never say race on a rally. Um, people get the wrong idea. Yeah. <laughs> but right. this year we will say race on a on a rally, <laughs> uh, which will be the first time I think I've not complained about the drivers. <laughs> don't say race. Don't tell them you're a race. They're public roads. Um, <laughs> and then, well, the one thing we didn't mention about the scavenger hunts is that our teams have more than enough time to get from A to to you know B C D E and F and G at the finish line. Typically, that's a five hour day. Mm-hmm. On any given day, we give you eight to nine hours to yeah. to get there. So all uh, all traffic um, posted traffic uh, speeds and everything can be followed, and you can complete it. Right, we can go along with the flow of traffic mm-hmm. with no problem. Yeah, uh, and see everything really. It just mm-hmm. depends how much time you want to take at a given location. That's right. Um, but yeah, you can do the day easily and see everything and get to the finish line. Now, if you spend an hour and a half at the FDR Museum, you might have to skip something, but um, that's how it goes. But uh, like I said, you pick your day. But one of the rules we have, and we should make sure your audience knows this, that any ticket from law enforcement in one of our events is a disqualification. Yep, and that's very serious. Yep. And the question always comes up, well, how do you know, how do you know I got a ticket? Well, there's going to be 85 other cars that are going to go the way you're <laughs> right. going, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're going to know. When so you're pulled you're alongside the road, yep. Yeah. Eyes yeah, if, if you're, yeah. If there's a patrol <laughs> car behind you, you better have a written warning or video evidence or uh-huh. audio evidence that they gave you a break. Because <laughs> uh, we're going to know. You'll be on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and wherever else. Sure. <laughs> um, that'll happen in short order. That'll happen probably before you get your citation. That's so, true too. <laughs> so it happened to me in 2014. So oh boy, I was on I was on Facebook before I got issued a ticket. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna happen. But yeah, every year we have two or three teams to get disqualified. But yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. Right. Well, good. Anything else that you'd like to promote for the RNA 2021 season? I know it's. Uh, Kind of your retooling and and getting back up to turbine speed, but anything else? I, I want to give well, you a chance to. Well, I appreciate that. We're going to have another fall drive event. Okay. And I'm working on that route now. I can tell you the one thing that is locked down, and it's going to be right out of the gate. It's going to be Mid Ohio. So we've we've got Mid Ohio locked down. Nice. So and that'll be you know there's parade laps for folks that like to drive cars that maybe they don't want to drive at speed. And then we're going to have an hour of hot laps for folks that do like to drive at speed and brought a helmet. Um, so we've got that track for for just under two hours on our first night. Yeah, very cool. And just our group. So that should be a good time. Absolutely. How could it not be? That sounds perfect. Well, and that's probably going to end up, if I can work it somewhere in Kentucky, that's where it'll finish. So we'll, we'll be hitting a lot of the bourbon trail along the way yeah so if anybody likes to stop at distilleries there's going to be quite a few of those <laughs> and the last time we made it to Bowling Green I was able to get uh, 
the National Corvette Museum track brought down, and I'm going to try to do that again. And okay. that's not nailed down just yet. So, That'd be really um, cool. And that that's going to take place sometime in October. So if your folks check out RallyNorthAmerica.com, mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, if they there's room on the spring event event if they want to they want to take check out Summit Point and uh, they want to check out Shenandoah Speedway and, and the drag strips and the, the sites along Blue Ridge and Skyline and that way um, that event's still got a few slots open. Our our fall our summer rally is sold out. But there, I, if someone thinks they I want to try this out, you know, go to rallynorthamerica.com, look at the old videos from our past events. Oh, if yeah. it's still something you want to do, sign up for the standby list. Um, and we, we do call a lot of people, as, as you well know, Darren, we do oh, call yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, I, I was I remember getting that, that call and it made my day. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree that uh, don't take that as not going to happen. You, you never know. And especially, too, with... As things begin to open up, people may say, well, we promised we were going to go visit Aunt, you know, Aunt so-and-so. We probably should do that. So you never know when people are going to have to drop out or be forced to do something. So that's right. good advice. And then the, the fall event, which I should have done by the end of March. So I'll have the fall event with all the stops, all the tracks, everything lined up in a nice format. You can read it and see every place we're going to go. Um I should have that done by the end of March, and that'll be up. That that's going to be happening sometime in October. Perfect. Yeah, and that's a great time to get out. It's kind of the towards the end of the the driving season, at least for those of us here in the the salty roads of of uh, central Pennsylvania. But yeah, the time when the that's leaves are changing, and that's typically my favorite time of year to drive. Mm-hmm. The roads are still nice. Uh, you know, leaves are falling. That cold, uh, dense air. Boy, that right engines right. like to. I mean, especially a naturally aspirated, just loves to crunch on that dense cold air. That's a good time. Yeah, it's it's a nice time to get out and drive. And we're heading, you know, we'll head south, so the weather's still warm. The days are still long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the asphalt's still hot enough that your your summer only tires are going to be fine. Yeah. So it, it's typically a good time. Yeah, it's sort of that sweet spot. We'll be right back. Just a reminder to all you Cubers, it's not a moment too soon to become a Cars of Carlisle subscriber and accelerate your experience. Leaving a five-star rating on iTunes, posting a review, and sharing Cars of Carlisle with friends makes you an integral part of the crew. If you like what you hear, support the cause with a quick click of the PayPal button on the main page of our website, carsofcarlisle.com. So act now, take a look around, and let's hit the fast lane together. Thank you. Let's resume our interview with Tony and Trary. Tony, I'd maybe just uh, before we close here, uh, maybe talk a little bit about, I think it's kind of exciting, right before we, we went on the air, you uh, were telling me about plans with the 70 Mach. You've got uh, <laughs> the new one coming, and then, of course, Kelly's uh, Fiat. It's up to you if you want to talk about any of uh, the things you're planning for those that are in your stable. Sure. Well, I've got a, a 70 Mach one that I've had since 2000. I've, I've had that car for a long time. Um, I actually entered that car on a TV show called Bull Run. Oh, yeah, uh, back yeah. In, back in the day with Goldberg and driving through fire and, mm-hmm. and all that jazz. And uh, I drove it home from, well, we drove it probably 2,000 miles before I drove it home. And, you know, I live in central PA, so, but we drove it home from 
Reno, Nevada, way back in 2009. And I always told myself, if I ever get a chance to take that car across country, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, this year's going to be the year I'm going to do it. So, uh, my 70 Mach 1 will leave Pennsylvania, go to Times Square at the start of the Lincoln Highway. That's amazing. And that car will make its way on the Lincoln Highway across the country to San Francisco. Uh, and then back. I'm going to have to come back as well. Uh, and I'm going to stay off the interstate almost the entire time. So any way I could just stay on a road that any alignment of the Lincoln Highway that's not interstate, I'm going to take. Um, so that's that's going to probably take place sometime in June. And then the other thing that I wanted to do last year, and just didn't get around to, my, my wife has a Fiat Spider, a 124. And I started planning a trip to Newfoundland. And of course, COVID squashed that, so that didn't happen. So that's going to get wedged in somewhere between the drives event, the summer rally, my drive on the Lincoln Highway, and, and uh, <laughs> our fall drives event. So, but that 124 going up to Newfoundland is definitely going to happen this year. That'd so I'm cool. thinking that's going to happen sometime in August, probably. So Newfoundland in August should be just like the right temperature. Yeah, yeah you probably nailed that one. And then uh, do you have a delivery date on your new mock? I have a build date. So I have a build date of March 15th. I, I ordered a 2021 Mach 1. That's the other reason for taking the old car across the country is I know when the new one gets here, the old one won't get used as much. It'll just sure. kind of get, you know, driven around the neighborhood. And that's about it. But you have a build date of uh, 3.15. Although I understand the build dates can move. They're weather dependent because of the tires. Uh, oh, okay. I, I guess at, at Flat Rock they have to drive it up a ramp, huh. and then onto the car carrier. And the the Michelin tires, when it gets too cold, they get too too slick. Wow, I did not. I never would have thought of that logistically. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Well, I got the handling package, which is, I guess, uh, I probably won't have these. It's telling me these tires are ultra sticky. And I probably won't have them very long. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah, after a few track dates, that'll probably be the end of them. Yeah. But they can't, with that tire, they can't drive the thing up the ramp and onto the car carriers, apparently. Okay. So they pushed all the build dates back into March. Um, and then once again, it's weather dependent. So I guess if there's a polar vortex in the middle of March, mm-hmm. my date's going to get pushed back. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It'll get here eventually. Sure. Right. That's all that matters. Well, you're, it sounds like you're going to have a pretty good 2021 behind the wheel. Well, that's that's the idea, right? Yeah. So, 2020 was about as bad as it got for wheel time. So, yeah, uh, they got to do a lot in 2021 to make up for it. Yeah, understandable. Well, that's going to be amazing. I'm excited for you, Tony. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm ready. So I'm well, yeah, ready you've for... a lot of pent up energy for all of us, and uh, definitely check out RallyNorthAmerica.com. And uh, we'll have, uh, Tony, you're welcome back. As I'm a part of the RNA family, you are a part of the CFC family, and you are welcome back anytime, if, even with the, with the fall event, if we want to do another um, kind of a preview or even a wrap-up of, of the other two, just let me know. We'll, we'll make it happen. Awesome. I appreciate it. You're welcome back anytime. Well, so, thank you. I do. One of those drive events looks enticing. If you want to try the, the easy lifestyle as opposed to the scavenger hunt that you went through in 2019, 
um, let me know. Yeah. So, I, I, in fact, that's probably the one that I would do just because I I love the track time and the fact uh, of maybe not having it so frantic. And that's it's what you make it. But of course, type A personality as I, as it is, I was trying to knock them all out. So great driving roads, but they're less. You don't have to worry about where you're going. So the navigation right. park gets thrown out the window. Right. Um, great driving roads. You just follow along. We'll take you from place to place. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get you on a track every day. And the tracks, for that spring one, the, the tracks couldn't be more diverse. So um, it's just going to be a, it's going to be a nice time. So oh, we've got a, a, a test center, which is very unique. Um, we've got some motorsports park, which is a, a nice road course. I've got a half mile bank oval, and the bank's steep, so it's like a forty degree banking in this half <laughs> oval. And then we've got a, a drag strip fence in there, in there as well. So, wow, uh, different track every day. So nice. you have a good time with that. And the meals are good. The, the hotels are, are very very nice, so it's a good time. But yeah, you need to check one of those out. Absolutely. And you said spring drives is is full this year, right? No, no, no. I, we've got. Uh, we take we only take twenty five cars. Okay. Right now we're sitting right around twenty. Okay. All right. And I would imagine. I, I, I mean, the way I envision this year rolling out, as more and more people get vaccines, and as more vaccines come on the market, and COVID starts to become less of a concern for people, um, by May, you know, within a couple of months, this event's going to get sold out. So yes, as as, as COVID starts to get in our rearview mirror. And as more and more people get this vaccination, it's less of a concern. I really see our events filling up yeah, quickly. I do too. And I'm, people I'm, just go ahead. People haven't spent their money. They haven't been able to drive mm. really any place meaningful. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, I hear you. No, I definitely want to check out that. That will be the next for me. Is is the drive side of things for sure. All right. Well, you're, like I said, you're always welcome, buddy. I appreciate that very much, Tony. Thank you. I do. It's always great having you on the show. Excited about the, the cool things happening for you uh, personally and through RNA. And uh, we'll look forward to staying in touch. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Tony. We are back in Studio A. And a full-size thank you to my buddy, Tony, for being on the show. Be sure to check out RallyNorthAmerica.com to see all the incredible adventures they are planning for the remainder of this year. All right, friends, it's time to disengage cruise control and begin to look for our exit as we're starting to wind down this week's journey. But before we put it in park, let's check out this week's trivia answer. As you heard me ask at the beginning of the show, the trivia question was, in 1928, there was a realignment that ran the Lincoln Highway through the very northern tip of West Virginia. After that point, if a traveler started at one coast of the U.S., how many states would they drive through to reach the opposite coast? That answer is 14 states. In fact, yes, there. Are, if at that point, the Lincoln Highway passed through 14 United States, 128 counties, and more than 700 cities, towns, and villages. And what are those 14 states, you may ask? Well, let's work from left to right. So we'll go from the West Coast to the East Coast. There's California, Nevada, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Interestingly, at that point, um, 
in its its grand total, if you will, with all these realignments and things that had happened, um, what I had found in doing some research was at its point then it was 5,872 miles long and in kilometers that's 9,450. So that is this week's trivia question and answer. Cubers, we are at that exit. It is the end of this week's road trip, but don't be upset. You will be back next week. We can't wait to have you come back to the show. A lot of great content all queuing up. We're really excited about some of the people we're in, in talks with and have lined up to be guests on the show. So, so much more content. We're only getting bigger and better. Thank you so much for being part of all this. It's truly about the people. So we'll see you next Tuesday. Though I'll remind you, it's all about car community and car culture. For now, I'll sign off with drive well, be well, take care. <laughs>